¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué besas de Cubo? Este es José con at CBBDFS. Conmigo, como siempre, es Pajaro. ¿Qué pasa, Pajaro? Oh, muy bien. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Holy I'm getting cow. ready for Mexico. You're ready, man. That, that's impressive. Maybe you should have won the eighth grade Spanish award, not me. No, I. That is your award, and you got to own that with pride, man. Not I. I did not win it. Uh, I didn't take Spanish until the ninth grade in La Escuela. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready. I go to Mexico on Monday, Buckethead. So uh, it's going to be a weird week uh, for the writing, um, as in probably not much, if any, at all. We can't have Bird do it all by himself. But uh, it's it's a long overdue vacation. You know, I'm tired of this pandemic. I'm tired of. Uh, of being kept indoors. So I'm going to sit on a beach for four days and drink uh, fruity drinks, I think. Yeah, that sounds so awesome. I'm so glad you guys are going to get away. Much deserved, much needed. Uh, we all need a break, but you know, we will come back super refreshed and revitalized and uh, be back in time for conference tournaments, be back for, for March madness. And yes. you know, that's, it's the greatest time of year. Christmas is, is around the corner for us. Yeah, this is definitely our holiday season. Um, got a lot of lot of lot of good things shaping up, and you know uh, DraftKings is going to bring the heat around tournament time. They always do, um, and then that that conference tournament week is going to be just be electric. Um, there's some games on this Saturday slate that we're about to talk about that really has a nice impact on not just the big dance but conference seating, and that can go a long way to determining some of these bubble teams' ultimate fate. Yeah, it's a really fun time of year. Games are starting to mean a little bit more uh, bubble teams and, and trying to get those top seeds or, you know, stay in a in a regional that's close to, to where your school is. And, and so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. A good slate, a lot of value on this slate. Probably going to see yeah. a lot of stars and scrubs lineups, um, but I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, uh, 20K pull-up jumper is the one we're going to be talking about. This is a $5,000 first prize, 12 games, um, some some stinkers, uh, one just hot shot game uh, for sure. Um, it, what were your initial takes at just the slate in general, Bird? It looks good. Like you said, a good balance of uh, so, some high high pace to high over under games, uh, a couple stinkers, but but even in the stinkers, there uh, DraftKings did do a pretty good job of at least pricing some of those players down to where yeah. I think I think ownership should be really spread out. I, I do expect a lot of stars and scrub builds. Um, so you're really that that generally leads to some higher scoring slates. So I think we're going to need to put up some points tonight. How about so how about I just recommend all the stars and you recommend all the scrubs and then the bucket heads can yell at us for who doesn't hit. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> buckets never yell at us. The all right. Uh, first game on the slate, uh, and we're just going in order of the DK slate here, is Florida at Georgia. Um, the rest of these games are a must-win for Florida. You know, they had that tough one against Arkansas earlier in the week, but now it's go time. They are, I want to say, Lenardi's last four out at his la- one of his publications this week. So this is a big game. Thankfully, Georgia is what you want if it's a big game. Yeah, they don't play defense, which is great. Um, the, the Probably the only bad part is the Florida pricing – is, is I would say just okay. It, it's, it's what it should be. Um, yeah. but, but it makes it, there's, there's not like a, Oh, I can't wait to play Castleton at, at eight K. Um, and know he's going to smash when, when he's priced up to 9,200. So, so what yeah. were your thoughts as you looked through, obviously one of your, one of your conference games? Yeah, no, uh, I agree. You, you hit the nail on the head and a lot of my conference games, I ran into this when I was doing my research. I just, 
they're priced well. And when I say well, I don't say well for us as DFS players, but if I were the pricing guy, I would be around this range. Castleton at 9,200 is a ton of money, but he's been great lately, and this is a favorable matchup for him. He should have a big game. Now, a big game for Castleton is 40 DK, you know, 40, 42, 45. So you're hitting value there, but he's not someone who's going to go out and get 55, 60. It just, it's not, it's not in his, his game. And he's someone who can turn around and get 25 on an off night, or if Florida runs away with this thing, you know, 31, you know, and then at that point, when you're spending $9,200, again, a little less than a fifth of your bankroll on, on Castleton, you're sunk already. Yeah. The, the one nice thing I did like to see, um, Georgia is 354th in, in getting their shots blocked on offense. So, so that way above average, they, their team gets their shot blocked. And so that's great for Castleton. That does just increases his floor even more. Uh, I think, like you said, super, super safe play. Um, would love to see a ceiling from him. We, we, we generally haven't, but I don't think you can get much safer than him on the slate. Who else, you know, probably Appleby, anybody else you're thinking about from that Gator side of things? Really just Appleby's the only one I have highlighted. I, I'm He's been in good form lately, 33 and 29 DK in his last two. Um, I I normally say play Appleby in these big-time games because he's a veteran guard and he's going to play big in those games. This is not one of those games, but, again, Georgia's general sloppiness, their 301st-rated defensive efficiency, and just Appleby's minutes and, use, and uh, PT and usage is really what's going to carry him to uh, be good for that $5,600 price tag. I think he's someone who could easily 6X tomorrow, but I'm not really not going to stretch out on other Gators Flanders Fleming at 5,700 could go off. We've seen him do it. He's got the potential to do it. And in this type of tempo, he could be interesting. Um, Daruji is another athletic body who could have some fun in a game like this. Maybe Fleming more so than Daruji, but I'm probably off most of the Gators here. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, you know, Fleming uh, has been very solid. Uh, you know, I think he's probably in line for another 5X type performance, but he hasn't yep. hit 30 DK this year, which is which is a little concerning on a, on a slate that we think is going to be a lot of points. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Five X is a, probably a safe bet though. And I, I'd be okay with them in the cash builds. Yep. So what about the Georgia, on the side, Georgia side? It's really just a mess. You know, you got Cairo Okendo who's, you know, ridiculous since sec play began 29% usage for this team and a 32% shot rate. Uh, that's, that's insane. Um, so he's got full green light. He doesn't do a, ton of everything else but he does enough to support his price tag so at 7300 i'm okay if you want to take a look at cairo um outside of that braylon bridges is a no for me aaron cook i wanted to be a thing he looked like he was going to be a thing to start the year but he hasn't really delivered consistently i don't see a lot on this georgia team do you bird i you didn't see anything did you no i, I didn't akendo you know, had 39 dk points against florida the first time they faced each other and that yeah. was at Florida. He's, yeah. And he's um, coming off a 49 burger. Um, yeah. So he, he's someone who can explode because he's got that full blown green light. Yeah. He's almost got like Brockington type of usage where he's just taking a ton of shots, which, which is awesome. He had four steals against Florida too. So um, that, that's the one who stood out for me at 7,300, kind of a no man land price. Um, but if, if you wanted to do a, a weird, probably contrarian stack, you could do a Castleton, a Quendo, a Kendo and, and then see what happens. Right. But when we get into some of these other games, that might fade away. I do like that Brockington count. 
comp though, because that that's really the the role he's playing for this team right now. He's the guy who can. He's really one of the only guys who can go out and get a bucket. Yep, yep. I think that makes sense. Let's hop over to Purdue at Michigan State. Uh, Purdue is a two point favorite um, according to Ken Palm. So we'll be using the Ken Palm numbers, Ken Palm projections. Uh, but Purdue seventy seven to seventy five. Uh, Sparty's looked like poop lately. Um, Purdue, yes. when Purdue's on, I mean, they look as good as maybe anybody in the country. Uh, is there a lot of, a lot of high priced boilermakers, I guess, uh, any, anybody stand out for you? Well, to me, 75 and 74 for Edie and Williams aren't bad, you know, cause you know, there were times in this year where they were each eight, you know, each eight and eight, five, um, yeah. it, you still have the headache of picking between the two. Um, uh, I tell you what, I, I would lean Travion a little bit. Uh, you know, if you look at the last two last year against Michigan, uh, or Michigan state, he had 28 and six and 26 and nine. So, uh, is a, he's someone who, uh, is a really hasn't quite figured out. And he's someone who's a bit of a ball hog, 35% usage and shot share in big 10 play. You know, he's, he, he's a beast. And, uh, I know that the minutes aren't what you want to see because he splits that time with Edie and they can't figure out how to play him together. But at 7,400 Travion Williams is someone you can definitely target. Yep, I like that a lot. Um, you know, like you mentioned, Zach Eady, uh priced up a little bit. He's got three consecutive 30 DK games. Uh, he does average five less DK points on the road, uh, so that's something to keep in mind. And, and then Jaden Ivey is is just a stud. Stud. Um, yeah. So I, 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 geez, I mean, uh, Sparty does turn the ball over a little bit, so that gives Ivey a little bit of defensive upside, and, and he's he's just kind of awesome, and, and we're we're big fans of his. So. No concerns if you want to pay up, especially, you know, over under that's above 150. Um, certainly want to try to get some exposure to this game. Yeah, and I think there's good exposure on the Michigan State side. Um, now, what we talked about how they're not in the best form right now, having lost five of their last six. That's not what you want, where you want to be come tournament time, but it has opened up uh, different minutes and different pricing. And what, what was your initial take on uh, on the Spartans? Yeah, so this was one of those spots where there's probably two of those um, stars and scrubs type of options. Um, Julius Marble at, at 3,800 for Michigan State, six uh, X in his last three games. Obviously, going against those Purdue bigs is not a very fun matchup, um, but we'd probably favor him over Bingham due to that massive price difference. Price difference. Um, the other one, we know there's going to be that kind of timeshare at point guard between Tyson Walker and AJ Huggard. It, it Walker's all the way down to 4,100. He's gone 9x, 5x in his last two games. Shot share uh, and assist rates are increasing. He's in really, really good form. And at 4,100 in a track meet, that's a that's a really good-looking price. It is. Yeah, compared to Hoggard's 5,500, he's more of your boomer bust option. And I don't mind Gabe Brown either at 5,400. He's $2,100 off his peak price this year. Um, he's not shooting the ball all that well right now, but the Boilermakers are 11th in the Big Ten in three-point percentage against. So maybe this is a good bounce-back spot for him at home. Yeah, I, I like that. And we can start getting the, oh, it's almost March. This is what Izzo has his teams playing the best. Yeah. Like, this is the perfect narrative for this, right? I, I think the clock is ticking on him. Uh, I'm not sure how much Izzo's got left. But we'll yeah. see, you know. Yeah. I know, uh, you, you know, they lost to the national championship runner-up in the tournament last year, so can you found, fault them for that? No. No, you certainly can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Big 12 land. We got 
in-state rivalry, uh, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. Ken Palm has this one about 130 on the over/under. OU a 67-63 favorite. Uh, your thoughts on the line first, Bird, and the projected pace of this one? Yeah, I Oklahoma State's going to win. So I I don't uh, if they're a dog, that's that's dumb because Oklahoma looks horrible right now. What do you think of that? I think I think that's dead on. I'm going to look for the OK State money line right now. Okay. Now you're going to have to talk about the game while I search this money line. OK, so so Oklahoma State top 20 defensively, uh, Oklahoma 293rd in tempo, which is why you're getting an over under, you know, down in that 130 range. Um, the Cowboys won the first matchup by nine uh, back in, in Stillwater earlier this year. Musa Cisse continues to play really well. He's priced kind of the same uh, 5600. Uh, and actually, he saw 27 minutes last game, which is huge. You know, if he saw yeah. 25 to 30 minutes per game, that would really increase his floor. Uh, he's gone 6x, 4x, 3x, 6x. Um, so he has shown some GPP upside. And we know those Grove Twins don't move well. Like, they're kind of uh, some sloths out there. And, and so I think that does give him a little bit of advantage down low. I would agree with that. Yeah, he's a, he's a talented kid, that's for sure. Yeah, it's nice to see him starting to play a little bit better. Still, you know, GPP only for sure with that with that price point and, and the variability that comes with it. Um, Bryce Thompson, you know, former Jayhawk, former five-star recruit, really scoring the basketball well lately. Um, he's priced at 5,800, which is just kind of okay. Doesn't do a whole lot other than score, uh, and, and so that concerns me a little bit. And, and then the other Bryce, Bryce Williams, uh, 4,300, more of a desperation kind of punt play. There's probably enough value to look elsewhere. But he is playing about 25 minutes a game. So any, anybody else you saw? I know Avery Anderson's kind of their most consistent guy, but his price point wasn't overly appealing to me. No, my my double take was really on the Oklahoma side of this when I saw that Tanner Groves was all the way down to 4,800, and then even our guy Mo Gibson at 42. Yeah, th- those those really stand out. So Tanner Groves had 35 DK points against Oklahoma State back in February, um, and, and even his brother Jacob down at 3,100 has gone 4x over the last two games. So 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 Tanner Groves price, you know, down 3000 from probably earlier this year. Uh it, it is it, it's probably, you know, kind of deserved because he hasn't been very good. Um but he does have a proven track record of success against Oklahoma State. Uh we know he is a good player who can score the basketball. Uh and so that's an intriguing price and then Mo Gibson, gosh, he hasn't done anything since Hardless has been out. But God, he was so good last year, and he showed signs of of he can he can score the basketball. Um, yeah. So and he's playing plenty of minutes. You know the minutes are well over thirty a game, um, and so if he could just get up a couple more shots and, and and get hot, you know we've seen him have thirty, thirty five, even forty DK upside when he gets cooking. It, it is a home game. It's kind of a must win. You know Porter Mosier's not playing, not coaching very well right now. Um, really intriguing price down at forty two hundred for a guy we've seen do it before. But you're still on the GPP end of that, just because the shot volume is just not there. Yeah, shot pow- Yeah, recent uh, recent forms not there. Uh, it, it's kind of a mess. OU is just a mess in general, and, and so I, I think we hit on that game enough. It is one of the lower over unders on the slate. Um, so let, let's try to keep this one moving, Joe, and let's hop over to Butler at Marquette. Boy, you talk about you know different styles of play. You've got the slow paced slow paced Bulldogs versus the up tempo. Golden Eagles. So what uh, stood out to you, Joe? So these guys played earlier this year and Marquette won the tempo battle. The game was 85 79, but Butler actually won the game at home. 
so Butler played up to Marquette's tempo and, and got the W. Uh, these two teams are a little frustrating. Uh, Bo Hodges is back. I think he at 6,500 for Butler is full go. Um, 35 DK uh, in the first matchup, uh, 11 points, 11 boards, kind of a bad shooting night for him as well. So he he's going to be fine. Four X or more in five straight and three of those items. Three of those outings went over 5x, so I think Bo Hodges at 6,500 makes sense. Chuck Harris, I, I never get him right, but he's a GPP dart all the way down at 5,100. If it's going to be pace up, he's the guy who takes the most shots on this Butler team. I think that he's live. And then I was stunned when I saw Aaron Thompson at 5,000, but it is indicative of his play of late. Um, we know that Thompson's a good point guard. He's just not the same point guard he's been in the past. So at 5000 bucks, Aaron Thompson caught my eye. I'm probably not playing him. Uh, I'd more get more likely gamble on Harris in the shot share. Uh, but th- those are the Butler names that caught my eye. I'm probably staying off the Bryce's. So Enzi's 5800 He had a nice game in the first meeting. And Golden's 4700 They do look a little appealing, but they can cannibalize each other at times. And then the guys we really like for Butler and that we're going to be looking forward to in the future is Lacocious and Taylor. Um, but they've both been quiet lately. Um, they're, they're GPP darts because this is going to be a pacey game, but I, I can't make that recommendation. But I do love the way both those guys play, and I, I think Butler's future is bright. Yeah, I, I think so too, and I hope so. I you know Butler's fun place to go watch games. It's pretty close for us, um, so I hope that goes well. I'm probably with you. I, I think I'd rather, instead of trying to guess on, on what other Butler player is going to show up, I'd probably just, you know, stick with Bo Hodges at 6,500. Yep. Really, you know, fair price point, full pace up type of game. And, and he had proven performance against them earlier this season. Yeah, that makes the most sense. Uh, Butler, it, they're always enticing, especially when they get paced up. But it's it's just too hard to project who that other second option is going to be on a given day. Yeah. So what about uh, from the Marquette side? Obviously, Justin Lewis has been really good, kind of taking that next step uh, as a player this year, uh, which has been fun to see. Yeah, he had uh, he had 41 DK in the first meeting, so he had 27, nine and an assist. Uh, so he didn't even have a double double and he still hit 41 DK. Lewis can absolutely smash a slate. And you like the fact that he's playing in his own building. Um after Lewis, I'm probably going down to the cheaper options. You know, you look at uh, Kirkhoff at 4,600. He's been around 6X in his last two. His minutes are limited, though. He's only playing about 20 minutes. You know, Shaka's got to keep his guy guys fresh. And then Cam Jones, we were talking about him earlier in the year. He's at 3,600. He's had 18 and 19 real points in his last two games, so his form's great right now. But as well, like like Kirkhoff, you know, the minutes are limited there. So you're not getting that guy who's going to play 35 minutes, but you're getting someone who's in good form and shooting the ball well right now. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense to me. I, I agree with that. So is Jones playing a little bit more minutes? Uh, does that does that hurt um, Kolak a little bit then? Is that why his minutes have dropped recently? Yeah, I, I, there's a correlation there. But Kolak has been you know, the guy on this team for a long time as a freshman. So I don't think there's any lack of confidence there. I think it's more just, you know, Marquette's kind of hit a little bit of a wall after having a really good start to the Big East season. And now they're just trying to shelf things around to make sure that they're fresh and everybody's getting, everybody's ready to go come tournament time. Yeah. I, I just I saw his price went down almost 1000. And so, yeah, I guess when you've got, 
You've got Marcel, who's who's going to play a little bit of point guard and shooting guard. You've got Kolak, obviously, starting at point guard. Uh, Greg Elliott, Cam Jones are going to play a little bit of those you know combo guard type of things. And so, uh, but Kolak well, has and, been, and has been really I, good. You could also contend that Kolak was a little overpriced as well. I, I think yeah. now he's a little more in a, in his the spot where he should be. I agree with that. Yep, I agree with that. And, and I, I generally don't play a lot of guys against Butler just because they try to muck it up. But mm-hmm. if Marquette can control tempo, um, that, that's certainly intriguing. It is. Yeah, I, I think even though the game went uh, to Marquette's tempo in the first meeting, you can't necessarily bank on that happening again. So you're definitely probably not stacking this game. But I think a Bo Hodges makes a little bit of sense. I think you can always uh, play Justin Lewis if your build allows for that $8,300 price point. Um, but that's why I went to the cheap options afterwards, because I, those middle mid-range guys I'm just not interested in. Yep. All right, Joe, let's move over to Kentucky at Arkansas. And I think the first question I have for you, obviously one of the premier games on the slate in terms the of you know, premier real, game. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of real life basketball, which generally means people want to play players from this game. Is yeah. this one of your popular games to stack or, or do you think it makes more sense to look at some of these other ones and, and let the more casual players try to stack this one and, and, and see what happens? No, I'm I'm stacking away here. It's going to be hard to stack though because the players you want are super expensive. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> um, true. But that's why that's why we're putting all the the value plays on you. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, no, you, you look at Oscar at 10K. Is he going to hit value? Of course he is. But you know, do you want to do you want to take a fifth year payroll and put it on a forward spot? That 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 would that would be great. Uh, you're not going to regret it. But at the same time, there's so many different builds and so many different combinations that you can get away with. So I'd be curious if you were to guess right now, what do you think Oscar's ownership will be tomorrow? There's plenty of value spots to to there pay is. down for to get him. So yeah, I what 25 percent? Yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm that's about the ownership game, Joe. I think this, so. 25 percent of the lineups are going to have an automatic 40 DK in their lineup, uh, and with upside beyond that so um but the big thing with kentucky we know we know who oscar is he's going to be awesome he's going to get his points um the big thing with kentucky is the status of severe wheeler and ty ty washington um both are questionable cal was being very glib saying well they might miss the next one i'm not sure when they're going to be back in a presser this week so we really don't know uh we're not going to know if they're playing until closer to tip and i don't like that this game is at noon so, you know, our, our lineups have already started. There's less flexibility in making changes. So you need to really, if you're planning on getting a piece of this, uh, piece of those two or have adjustments, you need to kind of plan that out in advance. And that can be a hard thing to do, especially for the uh, not as savvy, not doesn't play a slate every day DFS player. Um, but when you see Ty Ty Washington at 4,900 bird, I mean, if if you get word he's playing, you have to reorganize everything to get him in, don't you? Yeah, I, I think, gosh, especially in this type of environment where you know it's going to be a pacey uh, up and down affair. Uh, we, we, gosh, well, one, it's been super impressive that Kentucky's won without their two best guards. Um, that right. says a lot for that team, I think. But yeah, I, I agree with you there. He, he'd have to look really hard. So just a basic reminder when you're setting your lineups, you know, obviously. Try to put your your highest price, latest tipping players in those utility spots. That'll help give you some flexibility when you create your lineups to move people around if you do need to, do need to make some late changes. Um, so those highest priced 
latest tipping players, go ahead and throw those in your in your utility spots just to give you that max flexibility. Yeah, and one thing I'll add to that is don't don't feel bad if if Ty Ty if you have Ty Ty in your build and you get word that he's not playing, don't feel like you have to replace him with a guy who's forty nine hundred. You know, there could be a guy at four thousand who's just as good. You know, a lot of people try to match that salary and get as close to that fifty K as they can. And that's not ultimately going to be the right play. And I think at times uh, something that trips us up quite a bit is as players. Yeah. So here you go. You could you could take take Ty Ty out you know, or put Ty Ty in if you want to. If you if you we'll see. And maybe he, they may call him out well before the game. And we don't have to worry about this. But put him in if he doesn't play. Forty seven hundred Marcus Carr against West Virginia. Uh, you know, two hundred dollars less than Ty Ty. There you go. You've got your flexibility. They they start at the same time. Um, you've got your pivot already built yeah. in to, to move on to. It's an excellent example of a, a way to just be flexible with that construction because, like you said, this game's going to be fast-paced. I think Ken Palm has the over-under about 149. It'll be in the 150s tomorrow, I'm sure. Um, just putting a bow on Kentucky because I haven't put a bow on something in a long time. You have time. not done that much this year. <laughs> <laughs> so putting a bow on Kentucky, I, I think uh, uh, Kellen Grady makes a lot of sense at 6,700. He's been great as the other two guards have missed. He's playing all the minutes, and he's someone who can get really hot and in a game environment like this could uh, make for a, a, a you know a, a tough day for, for the fans at Bud Walton. Um, Obi Toppin is the one, or not Obi, uh, <laughs> the brother. Uh, Jacob. Jacob. Yep. Jacob Toppin is the one picking up all the minutes right now. Um, so at 5,500, he's someone who's going to play a lot of minutes in this game. Again, this goes back to the stacking. If you want to get multiple pieces, 5,500 is an easy way to do that. And then the last name I'll throw out for UK is Bryce Hopkins. Uh, he's a dart throw, but against a good LSU defense, he played 16 minutes and he had 17 and a half uh, DraftKings points. He's a guard, so he's coming in to play those guard minutes when Toppin needs a break. Toppin's more of that, you know, three, four forward. So um, Bryce Hopkins at 3,100, complete dart throw, but uh, against a good LSU defense, he had a nice game. Uh, yep. Arkansas bird. We love this Arkansas team. They're starting to play some really good basketball right now. And they have two DF absolute DFS studs. And I think they're both priced to play, but can you play them both? Um, I probably won't play them both. I think there's some other spots I'll probably look towards, but I don't know if anybody has a, you know, not many players in better form, especially Jalen Williams. So you look at, he's scored at least 34, 35 DK and five straight. I mean, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, and I think some people might see this the uh, Oscar matchup and shy away from it, but I, I wouldn't. Uh, he's going to be fine. He's a smart player. He plays really good defense and plays really hard, and he's the probably the second best rebounder in the SEC. So it might even give him more motivation to pull down fifteen, sixteen of his own. Yep, I, I think that makes complete sense. I think those are both really strong and, like you said, appropriately priced uh, players. Uh, you know, maybe Debo Davis down at fifty two hundred. A guy certainly that the Arkansas fans love. Uh, definitely a GPP type of play only. Um, but he he's shown upside in the past. Um, anybody else from an Arkansas perspective for you, Joe? Uh, you know, Umude and Tony are good players, um, but I, I'm not in love with their price points as far as DFS goes on on Saturday. Umude uh, is a little too 
Uh, both of them are very capable, but they're more GPP darts. Moody's a little too expensive for me, and, and Tony's, you know, it, it, you're hoping he he breaks out. But uh, I think Davis has more of that pop and is more likely to be the GPP option you want. And since they're separated by so little, lean Davis. Um, we we did fail to mention uh, just by name, J.D. Note is the other stud that we're talking about at 8,400. Um, that guy is just awesome. This game's at home. Um, you know, he's, he, I, I like him in all formats. Uh, him and Jalen Williams are just priced appropriately. I know it's, it'd be foolish probably to stack them both because it's going to eat up so much salary, but at the same time, uh, it'd be nice if there was a way you could, it would be nice. It, I might, maybe I'll do it in one build for fun. Um, but I think this game's going to be awesome. And, uh, those two, uh, really are making Arkansas go right now. Yeah. We saw that atmosphere earlier this year against Auburn and it'll, it'll match or exceed that, uh, uh tomorrow afternoon. So that's going to be super fun. And I, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to watch that one. Yeah. All right, let's get into the, back to the Big 12. That Texas-West Virginia game, we already talked a little bit about some pivots, the Marcus Carr pivot, but first let will set the game for us, Bird, and then uh, then go into some plays you like. Yeah, I, there was, you know, generally when we talk about Texas, I, there's these are quick. These are quick segments. There's actually, with the pricing, there, there's probably more plays than I expected when we looked into this one. So West Virginia, worst defense right now in the Big 12 statistically, um, and they also play at the fastest pace within Big 12 play. Um, so that's always a good thing. Uh, Texas won the first matchup 74 to 59 back on New Year's Day. Um, Timmy Allen was under 6K last game. We said that's going to be a great spot for him. No surprise. He went out and did his thing, got 5X or better. Um, and, and so he's up to 6,400. Still definitely the most consistent Longhorn option that they have. And, and again, you know, West Virginia has struggled defensively. Uh, Andrew Jones, his price has really gone up but he's finally seeing minutes again. I don't know why Beard didn't play him more earlier, but he's got 20 real points in three straight games. Um, Price is getting up there a little bit, um, but but I think he's kind of like a fringe GPP option. Uh, and, and same thing, Christian Bishop's done really well with Trey Mitchell out, a great rebounder. He's got 30 DK in two of his last three. Um, but the one we mentioned earlier, Marcus Carr, all the way down to 4,700. Um, that's almost $2,000 less than his peak price. Uh, he had 28 DK last game. He had 30 DK the first time they played West Virginia, a guy we saw who was really, really good for the Gophers last year. And, and that's a really cheap price point for someone of his pedigree. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I like Marcus Carr. Uh, what's your thoughts on Bishop? Uh, he's been really good. Uh, great rebounding. He is getting after it on the glass. Um, 6,200, I think is a very fair price for the role he has now seeing almost 30 minutes a game. Uh, and, and I think he's got 30 DK upside and, and he is, you know, his form is great right now. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, Trey Mitchell out, he's really stepped it up quite a bit. Now, uh, when you look on the West Virginia side of this, obviously Taz Sherman hasn't spiked back up in price. So 7,200 is a playable number to me. Um, but he hasn't really hit 30 DK in a while. Does that concern you? It does. I would just like to see a little bit more upside. We know he's going to shoot the ball a ton. Um, Texas does really kind of eliminate the three defensively. And, and so that's a little concerning as well. Um, and so at that price with, with a lot of these other kind of higher paced environments, um, I, I just, I worry about paying that price for him. Could I, he, I could he hit value? Sense. Sure. But is it worth the risk? I'm not sure. 
But uh, you do you have to like Kadarian Johnson though. So so Kadarian uh, Johnson's out. So he I think he's supposed to miss this game, um, which That's means right. we're gonna get a lot more Malik Curry um, down at 3300 as a guard. He scored 29 DK uh, after Johnson went out. He's shown 20 DK upside throughout the year when he gets the minutes. Um, and and so if Johnson's out, who was playing very well, uh, and Curry does get some stable minutes at, at 3300. Another really kind of cheap option that allows you to pay up for the Oscars, that allows you to pay up for the Castletons, that allows you to pay up for the J.D. Notes of the world. I like it. All right, this next Big 12 game, we're probably going to spend a little less time on. This is kind of a rock fight, right? Iowa State, Kansas State? It, it is, but God, I, I couldn't believe. I, 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 had, I try not to watch a lot of Kansas State basketball games, so sorry <laughs> for Kansas State fans out there. I just you know generally don't like watching Bruce Weber basketball, but... They are just chucking shots. I don't know how many possessions they had against Kansas where it was a no pass off the dribble, just wild three pointer. And, and some of them went in. Uh, and so it's a definitely a different look and feel of, of Kansas state teams that I've, that I'm used to watching. Um, but you know what you're going to get, right? It's the big three for Kansas state. Um, Nigel pack, pack. 300, uh, 38 DK against Iowa state last time. Mark Smith, 8,000 had 29 DK against Iowa state last time. And then Marcus Noel is down at 7,600. He had 37 DK. That's their offense. Those those three guys yep. just completely fire away. Um, if I were forced to pick one, I'd probably lean Noel. Um, mm-hmm. He's a guy who can get a lot of steals. Iowa State does turn the ball over. They're 270th in the nation in turnover percentage. And so I think those big three are viable. And, and then Mike McGurl is maybe a guy you could look at as a cheaper Kansas State option who's going to play 30-plus minutes. Probably won't break yep. the slate, but but maybe a you know a four or five x type of return play. Forty six hundred dollar cash play. You know when you have that forty six hundred dollar hole in your lineup when you've got everything built except for that last piece. Uh, he's a guard that you know is going to be on the floor for thirty minutes. Yep, that's exactly right. Uh, probably less intrigued about the Iowa State side being on the road at Kansas State, who is playing better of late. Obviously, Brockingham is going to shoot a million times. He had twenty seven real points against Kansas State the first time. He leads the Big 12 in shot share, and he might take 20 shots or, or more you know, tomorrow. He is their whole offense. 7,800 is probably the right price for him. Um, and, and then Tyrese Hunter, the freshman, you know, he, he's not a freshman anymore, right? Like we're almost to March, so he's played <laughs> enough minutes where he's not a freshman anymore. But 6,400, 27-plus uh, DK in four of his last five. And, and so he's shown a high floor. Um, Aljaz Kuntz, uh, his price is coming up, so I'm probably going to move off of him now at this point. Um, but I, I'm not overly excited about the Iowa State. I think those two plays are probably the primary ones. I know you're a Gabe Kalshier guy. Um, so <laughs> any thoughts on old Gabe? Uh, minutes, 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 minutes. You got to be on the floor to score fantasy points, and he's on yep. the floor. Yep, he is. He, so he's probably you know one of those cash type of options, right? He's yeah, not going to break the slate, um, but he could get you 25. Yep, I agree. Enough on that one. Let's yes. move to something a little more tempo-y. Is that a word? I think that's a word. It should be a Tem- word. Tempo-y. Put it so in the, ba- the Battle chair. of North Carolina. So NC, UNC at NC State. Well, uh, to be honest, there's a lot of schools in North Carolina. What? Yeah, the Duke, the Wake. Oh, I know about the Wake. I can't the, believe that. The Asheville. <laughs> yeah. We need to get out to North Carolina, go visit James. I know, right? Well, he could, he should be going to this game. It's in his backyard. 
Yeah, it really is. Maybe it's one of the last times he can watch Kevin Keats coach the Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, the over-under here, according to Ken Palm, is going to be 155. So when you're talking North Carolina, NC State, uh, let let's go. This should have some DFS goodness in it. And on the North Carolina state, on the North Carolina side, Baycott's 9300. You see Castleton at 92, Oscar at 10. 9300 feels like a, a a deal. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, he had 49 DK against NC State a month ago. He is one of the best rebounders in the nation. Wolfpack get destroyed inside the arc. Uh, he yeah. destroyed everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they really do. Uh, they give up yeah. the most blocks in the ACC. Like, this is just a, a just a smash spot. So, you know, th- so this will be one one of the decisions, right? Are you going to play Oscar at, at 10K? Or are you going to play Baycott at 9300? I, I mean, I don't know. I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, but, I I don't know. I I I I you know I, I'm the SEC guy, so I'm a homer, of course. You know, yeah. but. That 93, the 700, it depends on how my lineup's filling out, to be honest with you. We do have some value in there, but it doesn't mean some of these mid-price guys aren't capable of just exploding. Yeah, that's um, another good example of why nobody's going to play Castleton either, though. No, it, absolutely, absolutely. And and he is playing one of the worst defenses in the entire Power 5. But we've already covered this game. I yeah. want to redirect us back to N- North Carolina, NC State. Uh, Caleb Love, I want to ask you about him, Bird. He's close to his peak price uh are you starting to slow down a little bit or do you have less love for him at this point yeah i think that's the right way to say it right i have a little bit less love for him still think he's going to be a good player still think he's going to do fine um but at 7900 we're, we're getting up there joe we're getting up there wolfpack do give up 40 percent from three which is a mm-hmm. good thing um but that price is getting pretty stiff yeah, I, I, I like Manic for 100 less. You know, yeah. again, he can shoot the three ball. He can rebound. He's got a, a lot of good upside, and he's playing all the minutes now that he's the only other real four on that team. Yeah, I agree with that. Manic's got, a you know, just a, a slew of 30 DK efforts. Um, like you said, very, very solid, very safe. Uh, RJ Davis has been very good as well. Um, probably, probably more of a, another 4X option today with that $7,500 price point, right? I, I don't think you can consider RJ. I'm just going to say don't play him. You know, yeah. uh, he st- he does play minutes, but for $7,500, I'm r- rather, if I, I'm sticking more to a Stars and Scrub build, and he's not going to be on my radar. Yeah, I, and I'd rather look over to the NC State side and go look at Tracravian Smith. Tracravian, yep. I was just going yeah. there too, yep. Yeah, 7,800, had 43 DK against UNC the first game. Um, he, he's got a little bit of like that Blake Wesley from Notre Dame of uh, – you know, he has has moments of greatness and moments of, oh, man, what what's going on here? But he has legit upside. There's going to be a million possessions in this game. He's going to take a bunch of shots. I, I do really like him. I would, would probably lean him over the UNC guards. I, I would, too. Um, any any thoughts on uh, Seaborn or Helms? Seaborn's uh, price is pretty high. Um, he had the UNC one X have- against him the first time. Yeah, that's not good. One X is bad. We don't we don't want that. Um, and UNC is tough defensively, you know, especially inside in the interior. So he scares me a little bit at that price. I I understand trying to get exposure to this game as much as possible, um, but I think I'd either rather pay up for Baycott or go down to Smith personally. Uh, Helms went six X against UNC as well. Um, hasn't done much recently, uh, but he could be a sneaky play at home. He's down nine hundred dollars from the first time they played. 
Yeah, I I think uh, I think Traquan's though my favorite NC State play. Uh, Baycott, Manic, those are the three main guys I'm looking at out of this one. Again, pretty pretty hefty prices to pay. Um, so remember Blaine Bird if your value plays don't hit. Yeah, that's true. Go ahead and blame me. I'll get, I'll send out my uh, email, my phone number, and my address at the end of the pod. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, Clemson, Boston College will stay in the ACC. This one I don't want to spend a lot of time on. Um, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to play this game just because, you know, it's Clemson, Boston College. There's not a lot of uh, hoop intrigue. Um, PJ Hall is day to day for Clemson. Uh, he only had 17 against BC the first time in 33 minutes. So you, you might want to fade him, especially with him being a little banged up. Uh, anyone else on Clemson? Catch your eye. Dawes. Hunger. No, I, I was surprised, you know, Collins didn't really do a whole lot of, didn't have a whole lot of extra usage with Hall out. Um, he's still priced up to 6,900. He ended up doing fine. You know, he had 27 DK. Was hoping to see a little bit more from him. Uh, Dawes just has to hit shots, right, to hit value. Uh, Nasbo Hannon is probably going to play a little bit more, especially if Hall misses. Uh, Shefflin's going to play a little bit more if Hall misses. He's had 5X in three of his last five. Um, but a lot of risk, right? BC's defense, while they're not sexy, like their post, their interior defense isn't, isn't terrible. No, no. I, I think, uh, uh, Caleb Post and Karnick are pretty good down there. Yeah, I, I think so too. If I'm playing somebody from this game, I'm probably looking over at the Boston college sign and Jaden Zachary is really the one who stands out to me. He's gone eight X five X in his last two. He's only 5,800. He's playing really, really well lately. Really it's kind of emerged as, as, as kind of a stud on that team. And so he's somebody who really intrigues me a little bit in a game. Like you talked about Joe, that nobody's going to play anybody from this game. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, there's not much I like, uh, I, I can't go to Ashton Langford. Um, he hasn't hit five X this price point in over a month. Um, even though he had 33 against, um, in the first matchup, I, I just, I don't know, Brevin, I, I like Brevin Galloway, but uh, Zachary has really cut into his work. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm off it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, so one one last name would be James Karnick at 6,400. Uh, played pretty well against Clemson the first time. Uh, Post has been kind of banged up a little bit. I think he's back now, but but Karnick seems to have, have kind of taken over at that center play, uh, center position. Yeah. And again, at 6,400, I, I don't think anybody's going to play these players. So if you're trying to find some low upside, potentially Karnick, uh, I, I do like Zachary. I think he's he should be in play. Okay, uh, Let's keep going with the ACC. Uh, we got yeah. Virginia Tech, Miami. Uh, Miami at home is a slim one-point favorite, according to Ken Palm, over under here of 143. Anything initially stand out for you um, in this one? The first thing I noticed was was Isaiah Wong's price down to 6,800. Um, he he, but it, but it makes sense. You know his his form isn't very good right now. He does score six DraftKings points more at home, and we've seen Wong be a guy who can put it up. You know can kind of light up the scoreboard a little bit. Um, so so I think that price stood out to me. I don't know if I'm going to play him or not. Um, but but that, that that's just a lower price point than we've seen from him. Okay. No, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, uh, Charlie Moore, unfortunately, has crept back up a little bit to 7,400. Uh, Cam Augusti's holding steady in that low 8K range. He's been on cruise control lately, had close to 5X against Virginia Tech in the first matchup. 
Um, it hasn't shown a huge ceiling in a while, which is one of the reasons we like Mugusky and what kind of got his price to this point. And now it's kind of leveled off. Um, but yeah, Wong, Wong makes a lot of sense at 6,800. He's due. He feels like he's due, but I'm not sure I'm going to get too into this game. Again, this might be another game that not a lot of people play. Yeah. So so Miami defensively is 314th, uh, defending the two point field goal. Uh, so, so Kev, Kev Aluma at 8k guy who's gone, you know, 34 DK, 44 DK, 32 DK, 33 DK, super high floor. Um, I think he's priced fairly, and, and and Miami can be beat inside, and so I think he's kind of an interesting play who's in, in super good form right now. Yeah, and, and and staying down low, I think Mutz should be active on the boards. He had 10 boards against him in the first, meet, uh, first meeting, and he had a triple-double against Syracuse four games ago. Um, he's 7,600, so you're paying a lot for him, but he's someone who does a lot of things. Um, when his when he is scoring the basketball, though, um, he's someone who can really, really put up a nice day. Yep. Yep. Any uh, of the guards of, stand out? No, just, you know, kind of crapshoot, super shot dependent uh, with, with such a big slate. Probably going to look elsewhere. All right. Let's uh, let's go back to the SEC. This is uh, ugh, let's not spend much time on this. Um, occasionally, the 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 lesser teams in the conference do have to play head to head. And that is what's <laughs> happening here. <laughs> Texas yeah. A&M at Old Miss. Um, so this game is just a mess, right? Between buzz playing a billion guys right now and Old Miss with everybody out or questionable or who knows what's going to happen. And the fact that the over under here is what? 130, 132. Uh, 67, 66 is what Ken Palm says. Um, if you're playing this, you're someone who is an alum of Texas A&M or Ole Miss, <laughs> or you like torturing yourself. Uh, I, I don't, I don't see a, a lot of really good options here. Um, Texas A&M, if you just look at them in, in your in your builds, they got three guys in the high 6K range, and all are fairly priced. You know. Uh, Quentin Jackson at 6,700. He had a 54 burger last time out. So that's going to draw a lot of eyes, but it was against this Georgia team that we talked about at the top of the show, right? Um, Maybe you're looking for a repeat there, but then after those three guys in the high sixes, you have to go all the way down to 3,700 for the next Texas A&M player. And that's insane, you know, but that's kind of how buzz is running this team right now. So you have guys you can take a flyer on like Wade Taylor and Andre Gordon. Those are names that we've known and played and scored 20 points at different points this year. Um, Manny Obaseki is someone who emerged last game. He's 3,200 at guard. So you're rolling the dice on the A&M side of this, but it's, it's just bizarre. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't, do you do you stay away from this? Is this a red flag for you, Bird, or are you hunting through those three K guys trying to find an edge? No, I, I think I'm just going to completely stay away. You know, you could look at like Hassan Dajara has played right around 20 minutes the last couple of games. He has got 20 over 20 DK at 3200. But do you really trust that's going to happen again? I you, you I, can't. I, I don't. It, it could, but it I, could. It, it's just this game kind of stinks. It really does. And then, like I said, everyone on Old Miss is banged up, and everyone on Old Miss is 
moderately talented. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, we like Jarkel Joyner, um, but I don't like him at 6,600 uh, on this slate where there's, you know, so many stars and scrubs that look more inviting to me than, than trying to force him in at 6,600. Um, Morel, uh, is another good player. He's at 5,000. He returned to action last game only to get a concussion and now he's in the protocol. So you, you're gambling if you're if you're gonna put Morel in your lineup at five thousand bucks, you know this is a two thirty tip. It's one of the last tips, so your pivoting options that we talked about earlier are even more limited here because you have to drop down. I think that Crowley would most likely benefit. He's at thirty five hundred if Morel can't go. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see much there. Bird uh, Luis Rodriguez has been good lately. Yeah, Rodriguez has been good lately. Um, not a big usage guy kind of, no. kind of just get, you know, gets his hard hat out and does all the dirty work. Uh, but again, I, I think we've spent enough time on this game. There's just, uh, it, there's not, a, there's, there's so many other options, uh, on the slate that, that I'm probably going to go look elsewhere. But it, what, what, what pisses me off about this game? And I say this lovingly, someone is going to throw in one of these three K and M guys, and they're going to have 33 DK. And they're going to have a good build around it because they listen to our podcast and they're going to win all the money. <laughs> well, as long as they've listened to our podcast and they're a buckethead, I hope they do awesome. Like but, That's true. Yeah. But if they do a bunch that, of rando plays and they hit, that, that's always super frustrating. Well, and, and that's 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 how you win. That's how you take these things down. You got You got it. You got to take some risks. And, uh, you know, I'll, I know I'll be glued to the Twitter machine to see if I can glean any insight on A&M. And if I do, I'll pass it along, I promise, on the Twitter machine. Yeah, that sounds good. And it has been a little bit of a weird week. We've seen things that haven't that we didn't expect to happen happen this week. And so it's been kind of an oddball. So I wouldn't be surprised if something weird happens to end it. But let's go ahead and move on to the last game, which is Seton Hall at Xavier. Uh, Xavier's a 73-70 favorite on Ken Palm. And they lost 73-70 to Seton Hall back on February 9th. Joseph, David, Harmon, yes. hit me with some heat. So we're going to see what X has left in the tank. They had the triple overtime thriller with Providence uh, earlier this week. Uh, you, you talked about things that we don't see happen too often. There's There was something. Um, you know, in that first matchup, Nunji and Scruggs were good. Nunji had 22. Scruggs had 21. This is... This is one of those games that everybody is priced appropriately. Uh, I couldn't find any any edges when I look through this. Xavier, you know, you look at Nunji at eight thousand; he's probably a safe ca- cash option. Same goes for for Scruggs and Jones and and all the Musketeers. I don't see a ton of upside on this team. They're a very balanced group, so. Not too crazy about anything on the X side of this. Nate Johnson at 4,900. He's nearing a return. I'm not going to play Nate, but it's worth noting if you're looking at Kunkel. Um, Kunkel's been really good in his last two, a 20-point game and a 15-point game. Those are real points, not DK. Um, kind of subbing in for Nate the Great. So uh, if he if Nate plays, obviously Kunkel is not an option. Um but that that's about all I see on the, the X side, which is not much solid cash plays. No one on here who's going to win you a GPP. Um, before I get into Seton Hall, Bird, anything on X that you saw differently? Nope, I think you nailed it. Uh, you know, Fre- Fremantle is playing better, too, which just adds to that balance. Hey, hey I, I didn't I didn't plug him. Just said he is playing better and he is only 6,600. 
Well, um, I think you're, I think you're allowed to promote Fremantle. I'm just the one who got banned. Oh, that's true. But but my <laughs> my point with Fremantle is that that's just another mouth to feed, uh, another balanced approach to this offense, and, and so it, it hurts Nunji, it hurts Scruggs, it hurts Jones, and, and so it, it really kind of just it limits their upside. And like you said, with with them being priced fairly, um, it, it's there's just nothing nothing sexy about any of the plays. Yep. I mean, if I'm playing someone from this game, it's probably Roden from Seton Hall. He's eight thousand bucks, but he's someone who's we've seen go out and get forty on a given night. Um, in the first meeting, he had twenty five, uh, and he's always going to bring a little extra rebounding as well. He's he's kind of the this year's go to guy for that team. Um, I, I consider Roden more of a cash play, but he does have uh, upside. Miles Kale, he's always a GPP flyer when he's in the mid-fives, just because, Bird, as you know, he can go off for 30-plus on a given night. Yep, no doubt about that. And, and like you said, Roden, uh, that, was, that was 25 real points, you know, so 42 DK points the last time. Yep. He's got those pink shoes on. I mean, it looks yeah. sharp out there. I like it. <laughs> uh, but for the rest of the hall, uh, Alexis Yetna, 6,000, he feels safe. He, he's going to have to be active because Xavier is a very big team with a lot of kids 6'9 down there. Um, so I think Yetna at 6,000 should be a safe cash option. Um, one little tiny value play that I saw was in Jamar Harris, or Jameer Harris, sorry, for Seton Hall. He's he's getting a lot more minutes at the point guard lately, close to 30 minutes in his last two. Not doing a ton with them, but at the same time, we do like $3,400. We do like 30 minutes. That equation is always going to be something that opens our eyes. So Jameer Harris at 3400 Aiken ain't coming back anytime soon. So that's, that's someone, you know, another one of those low price options you could stick into your lineup that isn't going to kill you. Yeah, 27 minutes, 20 minutes, 32 minutes, 29 minutes his last four games. Doesn't take a whole lot of production to hit 5x at 3,400. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Been, a couple loose balls find their way to you. A couple long rebounds kick into your hands and you knock down a triple. Next thing you know, you're looking at 5x. Yep. And so I think that's the thing This for this slate in general is I I, I think a, a contrarian way to do it was would be to have a really balanced build. Um, and you probably get a lot of exposure to players that people aren't playing because I do expect there to be a lot of, there's a lot of great pay up options. There's a, a lot of guys that are just cheap enough to where you can really just jam in, you know, three, maybe even four like legit studs in your lineup and, and feel okay about it. Well, I will say this bird and let me know, let me know if you agree. I think there's so much value that we've uncovered here is that you're really not going to have that 3,500 guy who is 53% owned. I think yep. it'll be relatively spread out because there are different options from different games. And that's where when people like I, what do we give you eight people under 4k today, 12, yeah. you know, those are just different places that people can go. And it feels to me like there isn't that one guy, that one free square. There's, there's a lot of free squares. Which one are you going to choose? Yep. Yeah. I, I think this is going to be a really intriguing slate. I think it's gonna be really fun. Uh, I do think we hit on on the majority of the names that you really need to think about as you See. build your rosters. We, you know, we've given you the puddle, puzzle pieces, and so now it's your time to shine and put those pieces together and, and just build that DFS masterpiece. Yeah, that's correct, buddy. Well, hey, the website is www.cbb-dfs.com. Uh, the Twitter is at cbb underscore dv dfs. Man, it's time for me to go on vacation. 
<laughs> yeah, Joe, have a great time on vacation. You, you deserve it, buddy. Family deserves it. Uh, have a great time. We will be back. Uh, worst case scenario, we'll be back the week for, for conference tournaments, you know, so uh, may not see us much next week, um, but but that following week for conference tournaments, especially the, the, the major conference tournaments, uh, we'll be ready to roll uh, all the way through March Madness. And, it, you know, it's go time, Joe. It's time to win just a bunch of money for our bucket heads. That's right. Let, let's let's get it done. Let's start it off this weekend. Let's start it off Saturday today, if you're listening to this on Saturday, and let's carry it on all the way until April. Let's do it, guys. All right, Bucketheads. Have a great one. Take care. Peace.